Willow. I was say Willow. That's right. That's what I was. That's what I said. Uh, hey guys, if you're listening to this, you are not a patron, but you're gonna get a little sneak peek. At I mean, our... they they could be a patron and they're just that's listening. True. They're it's like um, I, I sometimes do this before I watch a movie at home. I'll watch the trailer uh, just to give yourself a little preview. So maybe that's what they're doing. <laughs> we appreciate the support. Then, yeah. I guess. Uh, but you, what, what's going about to happen is um, it's our it's our preview of our bonus episode on the Untouchables, classic 1987 Brian De Palma film with costumes designed by Giorgio Armani himself. I don't it's know what a, it sounds like. Probably that, which would make sense because this is a very Italian heavy movie. I H. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what they said. Um, but yeah, we talk about the the costumes. We talk about the the film. We talk about the score. Uh, there's even a couple references to some other stuff that I, I we just we just recorded the episode. I, t- I totally forgot. It's already out of my yeah. Mind. We make some funny jokes probably, but fuck, I couldn't tell you what they are. Um, guess you'll have to pay to find out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Again, you'll be able to uh, listen to the, our, our whole backlog of the Patreon episodes, which there's only like three because we only started the Patreon like three three months ago or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I think we we think we, you'll really enjoy it, and uh, you should watch the film, uh, you know, and find find ways to watch it. That's all. I, that's all I can say. Yep. Okay, enjoy the preview. <laughs> okay, bye bye. So as I said earlier, this this film makes a big point to say it's 1930. Like it's not like it's the 30s. It's 1930. It says so specifically has... it's 1930, and I mean yes. Al Capone, I think, was arrested in 31, so it lines up uh, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it kind of you know it works out that way. And again, so what you guys gotta remember here is 1930 is a very unique. T- well, I mean, every era is obviously unique. There's always gonna be trends, and excuse me, excuse, I'll take a <laughs> shot. Uh, there's always gonna be trends and little qual- you know little sartorial details that kind of point to things. And so, because it's the er- literally the earliest 30 decade, you're gonna have elements that would point to later. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Earliest like, 30 know. decade. <laughs> it's 1930. I guess, in, yeah. In, 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 you know, compared to 1939, third, the zero. It's the it's the it's the beginning of the 30s. That's right. Yeah. Um, you, that means uh, you will get elements from the 20s and also other elements that will potentially become what would be popular in you know the later 30s, mid 30s, or whatever. So. You know, every movie does not know what the 20s fucking look like. No, no, I have not seen a movie well, that knows what it is. Well, because we should maybe uh, get into the background of this movie specifically. Like, this, so the, okay. all these costumes were designed by Armani. Uh, you Giorgio know, Armani. You, you wrote the article. You know more of the behind the scenes stuff than I yeah. do. Yeah. So, okay, like, you know, uh, in, in researching this article, it kind of gave me a better insight because, you know, Armani is a designer. He has a purview of what he thinks men should look like, dress like the silhouettes, cuts, whatever. And we all know this because, you know, he kind of defined suits from like the like, you know, late seventies and early eighties and onward, right? Um, so it kind of showed me okay, so this movie isn't supposed to be period accurate. It is what he believes would have been great in like the thirties, although it ends up looking like it's fucking like nineteen forty one or whatever. Just just because most people like we we talked about this in our group watch in the Discord, that like anything bef- like for vintage, it's like everything was the forties until like nineteen fifty five and then it gets like briefly rockabilly and uh and like greaser and then it just becomes madman after yeah. that. But there there is nothing like there is no like, you know, the twenties with like the belted 
kind of feminine cuts. You don't have like the 30s of the pagoda shoulders and the uh, and you know the kind of uh, flared leg trousers. Oh, you know these are all. I will admit that sometimes we are idealizing some of these things because in vintage, people prize those items more. So people, you know, when they say, oh, I want to dress 30s, they want to have like that kind of very early swing dancing jazz age kind of cut. You know, there, there were a lot of like regular cuts, but this movie still kind of leans more toward like the 40s. Again, wide, like very wide, generous pleats, you know, wide brimmed fedoras yeah. as well. I mean, you know, it's like, like this is, this is, um, Again, like as with all period pieces, pretty nitpicky to talk about. But all the yeah. suits have a very like late forties, fifties cut. They got like pretty wide lapels, low button stance. Yep. Uh, long jackets usually early on in the thirties. Jackets were cut very short. Yeah. Uh, they were at least relative. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They were usually like very, very trim, like high button stance stuff like that. It's so it's like you know. Um, Armani, it's like, you know, I don't know, it's like Armani designing his own, like, special world, uh, uh, but, you know, it can be done using details that you would have seen in the early 30s. Yeah, Just and of course, here. I mean, it's also remember, like, Armani <clears throat> did love, like, wide cuts, so it's mm -hmm. kind of like why you would see it, why you would see it there. And, I, you know, I've included pictures of actual, you know, Prohibition agents, uh, pictures of Al Capone so you could kind of see and you know again maybe to some other people uh it might not be as apparent but to me I mean you know you see the jackets here the softer shoulders especially mm -hmm. you know because again pat I mean they did have padding but it wasn't as you know crazy until like you know you know late late 30s 40s and especially like later on in the 50s you know and then when you compare what Al Capone uh what uh, the Untouchables has the cuts look more like the 40s because yeah. it's an 80s film you know again um, so, yeah, let's, let's go into each of the characters now, and you can, again, uh, compare it, feel free to compare it to the other pictures in the article. Um, but so Elliot Ness wears a three-piece most of the time. Um, I actually thought just based on the production images that he wore the same suit, the kind of, like, blue-gray kind of thing. I know something interesting to me is that, you know, seeing these characters wear that blue-gray kind of has a military feel to it, uh, you know? I think we mentioned that, um... Uh, what's it called? Uh, Jerry Wooters in mm -hmm. in the Gangster Squad was an Air Force guy, so his suits kind of or his pants have like the kind of like blue gray kind of feel, and then Sarge, you know, Josh Brolin has like you know a brownish pink kind of thing going on because you know military commander. And it um, is so it this is, one, It's also kind of similar to. Uh, I mean, he dresses similar to Josh Brolin in uh, Gangster Squad. Yeah, it's very plain. Yeah. You know, no nonsense because that's his character, right? So he plays, you know, he does wear a pinstripe suit, you know, and, and maybe a striped shirt, but it's always like three piece, conservative cut. Um, he has a very low buttoning stance. You can see that there. Um, the, I mean, the, the good thing is that it's pretty well tailored. Like, there are a couple shots you can see is like his like full trouser length, and they are hemmed to the right, the right length. You know, they are, again, more pleated and more generous than would be normal in the early 30s or the beginning of the 30s. Um, so that's kind of what makes it different. Um, but, you know, it's it's cool. You know, he has, like, a foolard tie, which looks kind of 30s, but it still looks kind of 80s, too. Well, because we were know? talking about this, the issue, like, they get the, the, the pattern right, but they do not get, like, the fabric right. It doesn't yeah, have, like, the it, right yeah. texture, the cloth. Yeah, it's For, just yeah. not the same cloth. For most, across most, um, you know, ties... I think most guys tend to go toward like woven or like you know or printed ties, right? Mm -hmm. 
and those you know like like ancient matter like the, people say because it sounds vintage right oh it's got to be a matter tie right but back in the early 30s uh and you know especially also the late 20s brocade or jacquard silk ties were kind of what was in vogue um uh so and i mean there the were designs are, yeah there were a lot of like you know just like regular printed ties but it wasn't the nothing was quite as like smooth um <laughs> Or like yeah. had the same texture that you see in this. Movie. Yeah, and again, you know, the the pat. I mean, the pattern itself is okay, but I really, it still looks very eighties. It's still very close together. It's very like you know. I think put this on had like a fun thing a couple of years ago. Where it says like, oh, this this uh this eighties GQ <clears throat> ad is what menswear is like, or what menswear could be, and it's like striped shirt, kind of bold fuller ties. It's kind of like that, which is which is cool, uh, but from a period standpoint, again, not that not that accurate so that's what he wears very plain he wears a fedora in the same kind of shade you know that kind of thing uh sean connery's character oh mally i don't know what his name is i forgot it's called sean connery <laughs> um but he he wears uh so the first time you see him he is wearing the cop uniform um because that's where he's, he's like a beat cop who's never progressed because he's you know he's always like anti-corruption and doesn't want to yeah. play play ball um but for the rest of the film he wears like a like a newsboy cap and then this weird it's so 80s it's like a fucking like yeah this like <laughs> this it's donegal corduroy donegal corduroy like belt like uh like half belt jacket right it's yeah. like a norfolk wannabe kind of thing he wears that he wears that with like a chunky like knit sweater and then his like cop uniform shirt just buttoned up all the way yep um and then just like yeah gray trousers <laughs> yeah you know, it's like it's one of those things when I when I watch this movie, I wonder how many vintage guys or even like dapper day guys, dapper people like watch the film and be like, you know what? That's what vintage is. That's what I'm going to do. And that's something I don't like because, you know, it always takes the wrong message away. You know, like I think obviously they're trying to give him like a work wear sartorial kind of spin that, you know, like I mean, it's Bryce like Lins it's, kind of goes you know, if if uh, you were if like, you know, you had to think in your mind, what does like a working class, like old school Irish guy look like, you would probably think of an outfit similar to this. It's, yeah. It's very I mean, like, it's stereotypical. Not, yeah. It's not that bad, but I feel like, you know, again, some of the, um, what I'm always scared of is the people, the viewers will get the wrong idea of like the cut. Like they'll just think, oh, okay, I just do this and I'll be fine. But you know, again, the cut is what matters here. It's very low buttoning stance. Um, you know, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's kind of whatever. Whoa! Wasn't that a great preview? That was awesome. Um, did you like when I did that thing that I that uh, I did? I think that uh, our Patreon speaks for itself. So, welcome aboard, because <laughs> presumably right. you've already put in your uh, your card and your your. And then they went back to they went back to this this preview and listened to the whole thing and exactly. was like, oh, I gotta find it. They paused before <laughs> the outro began, and then they pressed play as soon as they hit, as soon as they uh, became a patron what? because they're like, wait, I need to see what else happens. That's right. Uh, because you know, unlike other ones, this is not just a clip. There's this is this is also technically bonus content, and I would may maybe the patrons who just avoid this preview uh, don't listen to this, so they're missing out on this cool banter going on right here, because uh, they have a separate feed. Because that's what you get when you become a patron of Style and Direction, and what else you get? Access to the Discord. Again, really great stuff. We've got a couple couple 
new members since uh, well since the last episode, which was a month ago. <laughs> uh, but but it's been uh, it's been great. Um, really really been popping in there. Lots of great shopping links. Lots of great discussion yeah. points. Lots of great yeah. inspiration. It's, um, it's not like you know the biggest uh, server, but I it's it's pretty active. There's always. Uh, there's always things going on, people to talk to. It's it's very and cool. I'm, yeah, I'm very happy that you know. Again, you know, I think when we first started Spencer, I had to lead some discussion, but nowadays, you know, hey, you guys are, it's like a little little ecosystem. You guys are sustaining a little bit there, you know. Um, but yeah, if you guys are interested in that, please uh, consider contributing to our Patreon, Style Direction. Uh, wait, no, it's Patreon.com/slash Style Direction. Um, because the I was link, about to say, yeah, all these about links the t- are in the episode description. Yeah. Also, again, if you listen, to, if you watch, the, if you listen to the episode, whether it's this um, one or you guys are a patron already, there is a a full article that I go into more detail. Um, you just, you know, again about my purview and my perspective. And that's not that's not episode. just for patrons. That's for that's for the that's whole, for everybody. That's for the hoi polloi. Anybody can see that. Socialism. Uh, I guess <laughs> social socialized content, uh, but yeah. Um, and also, if you guys are interested, uh, watch our Twitch twice a week, man. Lots of great stuff there too. Uh, the highlights go up on YouTube uh, the day after. Uh, oh yeah, so. follow us on YouTube so we can get a custom URL. URL. Right now we That's don't. Right. Um. That's right. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I think that that's it. We'll see you guys uh, for the next full length episode, which will be out next week. Um, because that's just our schedule. You guys should know that by now. Uh, and a big ups to our sad cast fanatics. Uh, again, our top tier. If you guys are interested in us saying your names, maybe incorrectly, uh, contribute $10 a month. Uh, so again, thank you to Seth Peterson, Austin Malott, Eric Hall, Shane Curry, Philip Grigard, and Audrey Jessica. We really appreciate you guys. Um, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> That was even that was we didn't even tell them we would say that. That's just the that's the service you get. Uh, yeah. When you Again, I don't even know how many people listen to the bonus previews till the end. I don't even know that. But this is why you should. Okay. Yeah. I know. I know. MJ has to do it. I know Matt does it. I know maybe all just does it. But hey, you. Remember, ASMR is just for you, baby. Just, just for you. Just for you. <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.